I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. And as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're doing interview with an abductee. Just before we get to that though, I just want to say, if you enjoy this episode or any of our previous episodes, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. It'll keep you in the loop for every time I post. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and we also have a blog, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. So you can go check out all of those links, which are in the description of this podcast. And also we're on Patreon. So if you want to get episodes early or bonus content, anything like that, or even just help support the podcast, uh, definitely jump onto our Patreon. There's a few different tiers on there you can check out. And just a quick shout out to Talia Doozy. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Sorry if I'm not. For becoming a new patron and helping support the podcast. Thank you so much. So I'm sure some of you here would have heard previous episodes I've done uh, on the topic of interview with an abductee, where I pretty much talk to like-minded people, everyday kind of people about their alien abduction experiences. This is the one thing I've come back to time and time again, and it seems to be a very popular topic on this podcast. Uh, It's definitely, you know, as I've mentioned time and time again, one of my favorite things to talk about here on the podcast. So I always get excited and I get a lot out of doing these interviews. It's as much for me as it is for you, really. Um, I learn a lot and there's just nothing better to me than speaking about this topic with experiences and people who research and have a lot of investment and interest within this topic. So in this episode, we're going to be speaking with an experiencer by the name of John. Now, one thing I've loved about doing all these previous interviews is everyone's experience has some sort of similarity in the sense of, I suppose, they have some type of abduction, right? That's that's the key thing that we're looking at here. But the way that people are abducted or they're sort of the way they remember the abduction or the way they've kind of come to certain conclusions can be very different in a sense. And a lot of them have been. I've had people on here who have had some quite clear memories or gone through some sort of hypnosis to remember and so on. But I've also spoken to people who don't really have any given memory and they have, have figured out other sort of methods to uncover these 
memories and try to get to the truth of what has happened to them. And with John, that's very much so the case. He has actually done some channeling sessions with some extraterrestrials to uncover his experiences. And we talk about some other key elements into his life as well. And he's a very open, very sort of earthy kind of guy. And I got a lot out of this chat because it was just very different from everyone else I'd spoken to on this particular topic. And that's what I love about doing these episodes is everyone is so different, yet we're all on the same kind of path of uncovering the truth and figuring out what's happened to you know, what's happened to these experiences and what it all kind of means. So that's kind of where John's at. So I, I got really excited when he reached out and said, I don't really have any actual memory. It's all through channeling and kind of looking within myself to figure out what has happened. And I think that's exciting because you listening might have had an experience you're not sure on, but just know that it's different for everyone and it's what you take away from it and so on. And there's heaps of different methods to uncover what might have happened to you and to even start questioning that it's not this typical thing of I was taken from my bed, I was on a table and then returned and I had some weird scar or marking or so on or known that I'd been taken. That's very rare as we're kind of finding more and more. Uh, There are people who have that experience and can retell the entire thing from memory, but it's not that a lot of the time. So speaking to someone like John, which you're about to hear, it's very mind opening to what people experience and, you know, diff- the different type of experiences. So thanks so much to John for coming on and let's get into the podcast. Hey there. Hey John, how you doing? Great. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. Yeah, I'm quite excited. All right. Well, let's just get straight into it. John, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, my name is John. I am a nomadic artist. I am currently in California. Um, I live a pretty unusual type of life. I live in a, a converted school bus, like a tiny home with my partner, um, pretty much off grid. And I make music. I make art in different forms, mainly being photography. I've been on the road and traveling more or less full time for the last six or seven years uh, across the United States. And I've had all sorts of interesting experiences in the paranormal realms throughout my life. Yeah, cool. How did you come to the conclusion that you wanted to do the whole van, bus kind of life, living off the grid kind of thing? Well, I originally lived in a, a van before before I moved into a bus. And I, when I first started traveling, I was backpacking and getting around in that way. And I eventually uh, learned about van life and learned of how amazing of a way that could be to live and exist. And I was really excited about that and took that on and enjoyed that for a few years. And then I met my partner down the road, and uh, she had a van as well. And we were kind of caravanning for a while, and we came to the conclusion that it would make more sense that we just got a bus together and just joined forces. And yeah. Yeah, awesome. So just before we get into your experiences, I just want to know, prior to you knowing you've had these abductions and so on, what was your interest in the topic or really anything within the paranormal? Were you a skeptic? Were you a believer? Where did you kind of sit prior to all of this? I was, mm, I I definitely wouldn't call myself a skeptic. Um, I, I wasn't 
you know, I, I was always open to the idea of ETs and aliens. I, you know, had experiences that, you know, shaped that further. But um, yeah, I was, I was, I never really put too much thought into it, to be honest. It just like, I, I've had all these, like, you know, when I was younger, I would have like memories or like just I would think of like the void and like just these kind of abstract thoughts would come to me you know out of the blue but it wasn't like a major focal point in my life it was just like things that would come and go and um yeah as as I had experiences and started to like put some pieces together it it, it came together more and more but um I'm definitely a believer yeah cool so before we started recording, you mentioned to me that you suffer from sleep paralysis, the phenomena where you'll be asleep, you wake up and you can't move. And some people state that they see odd figures or beings in the room with them. And I find this interesting that you mentioned that you do suffer from this because a lot of people use this to debunk alien abduction, that people are actually suffering from sleep paralysis and believe that they are experiencing some sort of abduction, seeing beings and so on in the room. But also I believe that sleep paralysis could actually be a part of abduction, not so much an excuse for it, but potentially these interdimensional beings actually using it in such a way that they can, you know, do tests and sort of run experiments uh, not in this reality or, you know, it can get pretty deep, I suppose. But I just wanted to know, what's your experience been with sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis started as long as I could remember. Um, I've been having it for years and it comes and it goes and you know it's not always super consistent but it'll definitely happen numerous times every year sometimes more often than others and it's one of those things that I'm uh, unraveling and wrapping my mind around still I haven't been able to get the most clearest definition of what it is but uh I feel like you know it's it's getting more and more clear, I suppose. And just curious, during these moments of sleep paralysis, do you actually see anything in the room with you? Well, it's it's funny. It's a funny concept, and it's kind of an ambiguous phenomenon, if you ask me, because I've had experiences uh, that relate to astral projection that involve sleep paralysis, which um, I don't know if you're familiar with the astral projection phenomenon, but a lot of people use the sleep paralysis state to kind of offshoot their astral projection experience. Uh, some believe it's like the brain, like waking up before the body, so it freezes. So um, I've had experiences where I've spontaneously astral projected and I've just had like, I've seen things and I've heard things that were really just really hard to explain, really, really amazing. And I've also had sleep paralysis that wasn't related to astral projection. That was just me not being able to move. And I usually just snap out of it. It'll, it'll, it'll um, you know, it'll be more kind of on the scarier side. But I haven't seen like the shadowy figures or creepy voices or anything like that. Definitely sleep paralysis is a really interesting kind of topic and I feel like we still don't know maybe as much as we could uncover with it still and definitely the whole thing of could it be connected with alien abductions and so on. I think there's a lot still to look into and really just discover. Yeah, absolutely. And I also believe that it is related to a lot of abductions as well. It could be, 
visitations. It could be, you know, us drifting from one dimension to the other. It, it's it's a very ambiguous thing. So when and where did extraterrestrials become a part of your life? The ET side of things come in when, well, when I was about 15 or 16, I had an encounter in the house that I was staying at. I was living with my, my uh, aunt and uncle. I saw a being across the room that I was having breakfast in from the kitchen. And um, it, it wasn't like it, it wasn't like a shadow. It wasn't like etheric. It, it looked more as like a physical figure, and it was just looking right at me. And that was my first conscious experience of you know something otherworldly in a sense. I think that kind of opened up the door for many things. What did this figure look like? The figure. What I remember of it, it was wearing like a robe and I remember it it had this hood on it. I just, what I remember was a hood and a robe and I couldn't really make out its face, but I just looked up and there was something looking at me and yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty interesting. So at that time, what was going through your mind? What did you think you were looking at? And how does that differ to now being an adult and having all these experiences and knowledge and reflecting back at what you saw then? How is that different? What I found most kind of interesting about that encounter when I look back at it is the fact that it it felt surprisingly casual and it didn't scare me for whatever reason. I, I looked up. And I was like, oh, and there's this thing, like it didn't freak me out. And I had a very kind of neutral response to it. Like like that, that surprises me when I look back at it now. And for whatever reason, my subconscious kind of like pushed it under the rug and I didn't think much of it. You know, I don't know if I like went and told many people yeah, it was just one of those things that just kind of happened in the morning and it felt kind of casual, even as, as wild as it was when I look back at it now. And I kind of carried on. As you mentioned, this was the really the catalyst moment for you getting into this phenomena. So where do we go to from here? Well, around that time, I had a few experiences that were really interesting. That was one of them. And this is like in the same town, mostly around the same house. Another experience I had was at a friend's house, we played the Ouija board one day. And um, that, and it, it was working. It, it was it was crazy. Like we weren't even like touching the little thingy and it was moving all over the place. And I remember at one point, um, we we're all going around asking questions I asked a question in my mind, like I didn't say it out loud and it answered it. And that was like my first encounter of some sort of telepathy with a being that could just like answer what I asked in my, in my mind. And that was really fascinating. And um, around that time, I also had another experience where I was sleeping on a couch one night, which was right by where I saw that being physically it was like around the corner from there and I would get I would just feel something like trying to get my attention like 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 a spirit or just like a being I I sent something at night 
And um, I ended up going and getting my cards read. I, I, that's the first time I got introduced to like tarot cards. My friend's mom was really into that. And she read my cards and let me know that there was a being that was kind of stuck, I guess, in, in that in that location. And it needed my prayer for it to move on. And this was what was told to me when I was like 15 or 16. So I went ahead and I prayed for that being and, you know, found out that it had moved on. You know, I was, I guess, kind of like a way shower or played a played a role in that in that way so yeah it was just a really interesting time in my life where like you know these things were spontaneously and synchronistically happening and just opened a lot of doors i'm not at all surprised that you've mentioned synchronicity because that is such a common thing that just comes up time and time again for abductees and really a lot of different aspects of the paranormal really synchronicities are such a big key sort of event for people and it's so that thing of you know the difference between coincidence and synchronicity is really just reflecting and going all these moments didn't just happen they're all trying to tell me something and I need to make sense of that what am I meant to learn from this or what is the universe trying to tell me so I love that that's just organically just come up in this conversation as you're talking about synchronicity yeah absolutely as you said there too, you were asked to pray for this particular being. So I'm just curious, uh, are you currently religious or you once were? Or No, not necessarily, no, no. Um, I don't consider myself religious. It just, yeah, I guess it, it needed some kind of energetic, you know, thrust to be able to, to move on from what I gather and came and found me, you know. So, you know, I took it with a grain of salt because it's, it's still coming through cards and, you know, intuitives. And, um, but it was very, very tangible for me. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, let's continue on with your story then. Well, from there, I guess in, in my 20s, I had what I considered to be my own personal spiritual awakening. And I got into lot of different spiritual teachings, you know, got introduced to the New Age uh, movement and studied a lot of things. This was like right before 2012, you know, found, you know, just learn more about different entities and beings and aliens and races and learn more about metaphysics and, you know, DNA activation and all these different concepts that I had no idea and kind of felt myself being really, really drawn to that stuff and, you know, really prioritizing all of that in my life and uh, just going into like a deep kind of search from there of trying to make sense of what all it's about. Now, you've also mentioned to me that you've had some UFO sightings as well. The most memorable ones were once living in my apartment by the beach, I just had this like sudden urge to look out the window and it was like, it's like two in the morning or something. And it just, I randomly looked out the window. I don't know why. And I just saw this like flash in the night sky and it just, it kind of looked like a boomerang. It just like ricocheted in the, in the sky and vanished. And I was like, okay, that was 
really synchronistic and interesting. That was one of them. Another one was I was driving on the freeway one day with um, some people going to a festival and, you know, we're going by like cornfields or something. And I saw something like in the distance that looked like like a like a street light or something, just something silverish. And I was like, huh, that's odd. What is that doing in a cornfield? And I just saw like this ship looking thing hovering, you know, above the field. And the two other people with me in the car also saw it. That was pretty interesting. And then I think a year ago during a a gathering that a friend put on, um, we did something called a CE5, which is a a contact protocol. I don't know if you're familiar with Stephen Greer or any of his work. Yeah. Yeah. So we we did a CE5 with like 20, 30 people and saw a ship like within like five minutes or something. And that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, I've seen a few other things that were, you know, kind of more questionable those are like the three that i could you know say were yeah more memorable you know i still i haven't seen like a ship super close up or anything like that i'm so fascinated with ce5 or close encounters of the fifth kind the whole idea of you with a group of people by yourself even um manifesting to have an experience like seeing a light in the sky or what kind of have you the people you were with were they all on the same page and all wanting to experience the same kind of thing oh absolutely yeah, uh, everyone was into UFOs, and it was a a gathering during the Lionsgate, which is August eighth. And yeah, it was just a beautiful group of people who are very much into UFOs and aliens and whatnot. So it's just so interesting, and it's very new still, really, for the contactee experience to really, you know, be actually wanting to have the experience and bringing it on yourself rather than being, you know, just kind of caught up in a situation that you don't really have any control over. It's just very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it has a lot to do with, you know, every individual's belief system, especially in a group setting, if everyone, you know, believes and you know, is open to that happening, then the probability of that materializing is much more, you know, and where when you're collectively putting out that energy with like-minded people, then, you know, it, it appeared. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And what was that moment like? I could just imagine it would just be insane to be expecting to see something and kind of hoping to witness something. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, there it is. This works. Uh, it, was, it was great. And it was even funnier because there was one person in the group that was kind of like skeptical, you know, wasn't really into aliens or anything like that. And then like right after she expressed her skepticism, it happened. So it was just like super synchronistic and yeah, almost comical. It really just goes to show that there is no real formula to contactees or abductees. You know, it's very open and very vast, the types of experiences people have and the way they go about having those experiences. Oh, truly, truly. Yeah, now we're in a time where just so much of that is coming, you know, into our awareness more and more. And it's happening with, you know, more ease and less resistance, it seems like. So these experiences of abduction that you've had, you don't actually have any memory of them taking place. So can you speak a little bit about that? That is correct. Um, I've gotten a channeling session with a a very well-known channel. And yeah, my abduction experiences were revealed to me through this extraterrestrial being that came through in the channeling. And just before we get deep into that, I'm just curious, was there a particular moment that happened or what? when was it that you thought, I'm going to reach out and do this channeling session and speak to a being and actually get some answers? Was there anything in particular that really brought you to that moment? Well, I've, I've had these other experiences that I kind of wanted kind, kind of like a reflection on, some kind of clarity on, you know, and um, yeah, I always knew I was a contactee, but I didn't know if I was an abductee you know i just didn't have any conscious recollection of it so i just you know i've I've had all these other experiences and i've had a lot of things i was curious about so when i spoke to this being it, it revealed to me just a bunch of different things and it was really confirming like it confirmed what my intuition had told me all along and it was just like a beautiful experience Wow. Well, I'm very curious to hear what you uncovered during this session. Uh, was it only one session or have you done multiple? This was one session with this specific being. And then I've had one other session with another being um, through a friend who channels, who recently started channeling a year or two ago. And um, yeah, but the first one was a lot more like I had a lot of very specific questions and it revealed a lot. Alrighty, well, please tell us all about it. The being is, have you heard of Bashar, the channel that comes through? Yes. Yeah, so it was with Bashar. And so it's a, it's a human gray hybrid from a race called the Asasani. 
And just to give a little background there, a hybrid race, one of, you know, one of many that has taken human genetics and gray genetics to create their own races. And they're a lot more spiritually and technologically advanced than humans and just brilliant beings. So yeah, I had an hour to ask it, you know, all these questions and I've been following Bashar's teachings for at least the last five or six years. So I was like familiar with his energy and like the workshops and, you know, the the seminars and whatnot. And I actually started attending them as well and started to get to know the community, which is amazing. And the the session, the private session, I just kind of asked like the stuff that we talked about, like what all that was about mainly he told me the being that i saw was it appeared to kind of gauge like my response to see how 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 ready i was for more contact and for the concept of open contact because their race is really big on bashar talks about the idea of humans having open contact with you know other beings in a relatively short frame of time like within the next decade or so so um mentioned that that interaction was kind of a way of like gauging like how ready i was for that he mentioned my abductions and said that i you know started having them around the age of seven and you know i continued having them around ages 13 and 17 or something that same kind of energy and then he took and he said that they took on a different frequency until the age 23 whatever that means he told me that um involved in the hybridization programs that they have and with with the hybrid children and whatnot told me about other civilizations that i'm connected to which the main ones were Sirius, arcturus the Pleiades and some other hybrid civilizations that I have counterparts in or other aspects of my my greater identity or like parallel incarnations kind of this is kind of wild he said I have over 4,000 simultaneous incarnations on earth from like a greater oversoul perspective if that makes sense you know like other aspects of me on here um he said that I have three guides with me at all time, like spirit guides. He told me about, I actually made a list of all this. I'm, I'm going through all this. Um, I, I asked him about sleep paralysis and he mentioned that it's like adjustments being made from shifting from one reality to another and that it could be like some kind of upgrades of sorts. He mentioned that I've been physically in a spaceship in this life during my abductions and that's another thing i have no conscious recollection of yeah those are the things that really come to mind it was just like an hour of me asking all these questions i made a huge list like two pages and like just kind of went over it and yeah it was pretty fascinating it's so full-on to think you could speak with someone who has the ability to channel and, you know, speak to an entity like Bashar, who's quite actually well known. There's, you know, you can go online and watch seminars and, you know, actually apply like you have, John, uh, and actually have your own session and so on. And, you know, I think the whole thing of channeling 
is I, I definitely believe that people have that ability and it's the same thing as if you believe in extraterrestrials and I suppose, you know, you believe in the afterlife or something where people are also speaking to the dead, then of course we should then be able to, through that same sort of means, also speak to other entities and beings throughout the universe or in other dimensions and so on. Yeah, it's like, um, I was like, okay, like, what do I do with all this information? Like, how can I apply it into my life? How can I like, you know, embody this or make it more applicable in my reality? But like I said, a lot of it was confirming what my intuition was also telling me. So it was like a really big confirmation for me. Was there anything after that session where you thought I need to apply this immediately to my life? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if anything, it just reassured me that I'm not like totally crazy and all these things that I like saw and felt and experienced weren't like a figment of my imagination, you know, like having this external reflection, uh, confirming this in different ways was reassuring for me. So that felt good. But other than that, there wasn't like a huge shift in my everyday you know, way of existing. It it, it was a nice confirmation. Being around his energy was really nice and being able to chat with the ET was really cool. I was, you know, really excited about that. And um, yeah, it it was really like confirming and reassuring. Gave me confidence. I definitely think a lot of people, including myself, could really benefit from an experience like this to just kind of confirm some of the thoughts and beliefs that they kind of have or just to really get more of an understanding and so on, you know, if they are so interested in that. Uh, You said you've also channeled with another being as well. Could you speak a little bit about that? Uh, That was also really nice and really playful. This was a being named Bella who is also from a hybrid civilization called the Yahiel. It's one of the hybrid races that is similar to the Esasani um but they're more human like than uh, i guess the the sasani are more you know balanced hybrid whereas the yael are closer to to humans yeah this actually happened like 5 months ago or something and it it it, it was really beautiful and it felt more playful and more casual i didn't have like a list of really personal questions to ask like i did bashar it was more general you know talked about a lot of different things but it, it was it was just more of a playful you know fun interaction those are the two times I could say I've consciously interacted with ETs. <laughs> and from these channeling experiences, did you actually get any sort of detail about what you experienced during your abductions? From what I understand, it seems more typical, you know, like like I said, I don't remember any of it. So, you know, I just got like the ages that it happened and, you know, I was told that I, I was physically on the ships, but I know it had to do with the hybridization agenda and, you know, utilizing genetic material so the greys could prolong their race and do their, you know, do their hybridizations. So I guess it's typical in that sense. And did you ask the question why you're abducted? Why me? I did. I did. I was like, like, why? Like, yeah, like, what do I got going on? Like, what traits? And he gave me 
uh, an answer saying I have certain traits. I wrote them down. He said the the ability for introspection and allowing meditative states, harmonic resolution, and expanded intuition slash psychic functioning. And I am a pretty introspective person, and I've had some of my you know psychic senses turn on slowly over the years. And you know, my relationship with meditation has been kind of on and off, but it's been a very potent, you know tool in my life. So yeah, that's what was being told to me at the time. So someone in your position who believed they had some experiences that had happened and wanted to uncover more of that and kind of went down the route that you did with channeling with some extraterrestrials and so on. Do you have any advice for people currently listening who believe they might have had some bizarre experiences, but they don't really know, they have no memory like yourself and, you know, they're not really sure on what to do. Uh, is there any advice you could just pass on to maybe help them take the next step or just to kind of maybe give them some guidance on what they really should be doing? Because there isn't really, there's not a book that has kind of all the answers to this. It's really people uh, experience really bizarre, terrifying or enlightening things. And, you know, trying to make sense of that, it's it's really difficult. So someone who, you know, has actually, like yourself, who's gone out and tried to get some answers, uh, I'd love to hear what sort of advice you might pass on to these people. I would just say to keep following the clues and acting on your your passion and your excitement and trusting that, you know, whatever needs to be revealed to you will be revealed in due time whenever it becomes relevant. You know, sometimes the answers will just come spontaneously when you least expect it or, or you're, you're, you know, bound to have an experience that you weren't expecting and it'll be significant. There's really no way to like fully go about them, but to really trust and to, to just live your life doing what, you know, excites you and to be in a, you know, be in a good, good space to, be able to seek these experiences out, you know, and because there really is no like definite way to, you know, go and find out, you know, it's like all that is revealed to us will be revealed in, in due time is what I believe. And it's how it's worked for me. It's like I could go out and search and that always helps, but it's always been very like spontaneous and synchronistic when things come and I've kind of created that space in my life for, you know, those kind of events to occur where, you know, I'm more in the flow. And that's one thing I've realized when, you know, you're able to create that space in your life and be more in a flow state, you know, and raise your own vibration to the best that you can, you know, we're more in a position to align with these kind of experiences or knowledge or whatever it is we're meant to experience. So as we've touched on, the whole phenomena around abduction is really a big breeding program, I suppose. You know, these species of aliens not being able to procreate and they rely on humanity to help them out with that pretty much uh, in quite a forceful way, I suppose. But I'm curious... In your understanding, do you think there's any other interests that these ETs have in us or are we just kind of like a big cattle farm in a sense? I think both. I, I think the breeding program mostly is with the greys, you know, because just with their own history and 
what their civilization has gone through and, you know, them not being able to procreate anymore. And from my understanding, you know, they're like a parallel version of us. So coming into our reality and taking viable genetics helps prolong them in a way and prolong their race. Yeah, that I think mostly is with the greys. As far as other races and beings, I think they're just really fascinated by us because one, we're amazing, you know, multidimensional beings ourselves. And we're going through this mass transformation collectively. And I think that's just exciting. It's it's like I think Earth is a, a galactic hotspot of sorts that uh, catches the attention of many other beings. And, you know, I think they're curious and some observe and, you know, I'm sure they all have their own different agendas and their own levels of interaction. But I think that, yeah, our, our own transformation, you know, collectively and as a planet, I think just draws the attention. Yeah, I think the whole concept of why would aliens want to visit us, you know, I think that's really selling ourselves short because I think humanity is pretty, humans are pretty incredible and quite complex, you know, with everything that we've built. Yes, there's a lot of shitty people and we've done a lot of terrible things as well as a race, but I think, you know, to be able to watch us from above would be insane. You know, it'd be so fascinating. And, you know, we watch reality TV more than ever currently, you know, people love to watch other people. So why the hell wouldn't you want to watch an alien species do the exact same thing? You know, just being like, what, like, what is going on? This is really interesting and entertaining. So I definitely think, and you know, they have the means of doing so. We would literally do the exact same thing. We, we do, you know, the whole idea of an ant farm, literally putting ants in this enclosure and then watching them. You know, it's something that kids do, but that's literally the same kind of concept, you know. So why wouldn't they have some interest in us? Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure they enjoy it. You know, Earth is an entertaining place, especially these days. But, yeah, I feel like, like, you know, we're barely scratching the surface of our potential as a species so the more we come online and the more we evolve and you know kind of claim our place in the cosmos as you know and as a part of this greater you know galactic community that you know it's just going to propel from there I think a lot of beings are also waiting us to like step into that, waiting, uh, waiting for us to wake up more and to, you know, really harness our potential. Yeah. And I think more and more we are getting closer to that, you know, more and more people kind of banding together and want answers. And it's not so taboo to believe in, you know, well, at least UFOs, if not, you know, visitation from extraterrestrials and so on. So it's just these baby steps that we've kind of been taking, you know, the last decade really. And uh, it has definitely accelerated massively within the last couple of years, if not even the last year, really. So we're definitely on the right sort of path, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah, truly. And it just seems to be kind of snowballing, you know, just gaining more and more momentum. But it's interesting to to people who are like in that bubble, uh, you know, it, it seems very relevant. But then there's other people where it's just like not even in their reality, you know. 
I know. So there, there also seems to be like, you know, like a very tangible, uh, split almost, you know, that seems to be getting more and more momentum. Um, but yeah, for those who are, you know, excited about all of this and who are riding that wave, it seems to be, you know, growing and growing. And I believe those are the people who are the first to kind of anchor and, you know, um, be able to ripple those energies out into the rest of the collective. I'm just wondering as well, because you live in such a close proximity to your partner, you live in a converted school bus, keep in mind, has she had any experiences or what does she kind of think about all of this? She's had, she's had some interesting experiences. She had beings come to her in, this, in the dream state. Um, she saw being super vividly. And she's also an artist and was able to like draw this being out. And um, she had a really spontaneous channeling experience where she she just started like speaking light language one day during one of her meditations, and you know had 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 her own experiences. You know, definitely a different path than mine, but you know, it's it's picked up for her. Well, okay, that's interesting. Maybe a bit of synchronicity going on there since you were a previous experiencer, and now she's kind of hooked up with you maybe there's something more to it that's going on totally and there's there's no coincidences you know it's like everything's a matter of resonance even the people that we're drawn to you know is you know happens for a very specific reason so you know being drawn to certain people and you know having those doors be opened or being introduced to certain things could just lead to lead to a lot more lead to different worlds I just thought I should ask as well, during your channeling sessions, did you at all ask about how long the abduction phenomena has actually been going on for? I didn't ask that specifically, but from my understanding and from just like personal research that I've done, it seems like it's like relatively fresh, like I'm saying that within like the last century or something, you know, last since like the 50s or something, you know. Yes, definitely sort of back, you know, the 50s, 40s even, uh, there was some big interest, I suppose, and that's when UFOs started becoming quite heavily cited and the abduction kind of thing started to really unfold over those sort of next 20, sort of 30-odd years. And obviously that's completely different to contactees, you know. I think beings have been coming here since, you know, the beginning of man, really, uh, and there's heaps of evidence throughout ancient cultures and so on where that has been shown. There's civilizations and indigenous tribes who have had contact for long, long periods of time. But as far as like, yeah, like cookie cutter abduction scenarios, I think that's, yeah. Well, I must say, John, this has been really enlightening, to be perfectly honest. I love the idea that you've really gone out and sort of seeked your, sort of, your own self-discovery within this whole topic. And I love that it's had such a positive effect on you. Unfortunately, we can't say that for everyone who has these abduction experiences, but uh, there's still quite a fair amount of you who can kind of come out the other end and really make make the difference to your life and kind of live a certain way that is, you know, I guess more just productive and I guess just doing better for humanity really by the sounds of how you live your life and so on. And I definitely think from speaking to you, it's just, and always when I do these interviews and so on, it, it always comes back to me and sort of my experiences. And I really feel I need to 
dig deeper and figure out where I'm sitting within this whole phenomena and so on, whether I do or don't, I suppose. But it really helps me sort of come to terms with maybe what I need to be doing as well. Well, maybe doing this podcast is a part of your journey to unravel more of your experiences, perhaps, you know, by, you know, getting information from other people could help you remember more and more of, you know, because if you're interested about this kind of stuff, like, you know, I didn't get to ask you if you've had any experiences, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, this is kind of your own personal path to unravel that and a fun, creative you know, really enriching way to do it, you know? Yeah, well, totally. That's it. It's, that's what the podcast originally was for. It's totally a selfish thing of me expressing my thoughts and it's helped me really come to terms with certain bits and pieces. And um, some people said it's helped them as well who have listened. And that's, that's you know, that's incredible that, that you know, there's nothing better in the world than um, being able to help. Absolutely. I mean, you're sounds like you're doing it out of pure excitement and that's, you know, that's amazing. And you're just, you're definitely on the right path with that, you know, and you're, yeah, it's a really cool podcast and I'm sure it really, you know, sparks the curiosity of a lot of people and helps a lot of people out, you know. So yeah, thank you for doing this. Oh no, well definitely thank you for coming on and thank you for saying those kind words there. Uh, I much, I very much so appreciate you coming on, being very open about your experiences and just your knowledge that you can share here with us. It's always, I always appreciate when people who've had these abduction experiences come forward and are happy to speak because it's just more and more so putting the good word out there and letting people know what's actually going on and that it's totally fine to all come together and talk about this particular topic and you know, it's a massive interest for a lot of people, but it's also very healing, I think, as well for others. So I much, I very much so appreciate what you've done here today. Uh, so thank you so much, John. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for doing this podcast and, you know, opening up these discussions. They're, yeah, they're really enlightening and really amazing. Well, there you go. Another interview with an abductee done and dusted. Thank you so much again to John for taking the time and coming on and speaking with me check the description of this podcast i've got a link there where you can go check out john's music and his art and so on definitely uh go give him a shout out and i hope you guys really enjoyed that i know i did if you have any thoughts or any questions or anything like that i think we could probably definitely get a hold of john and so on or if you have anything for me definitely reach out you can do that on facebook instagram or even just the email which is paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com thank you so much guys as I said earlier as well, we're on Patreon. Please, if you feel like supporting the podcast, it really does mean a lot. You can jump on there and get a bunch of bonus content, everything like that. And with that, thank you guys so much. And I hope to catch you in another podcast episode really soon. Thanks. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 